Hey guys, this is Brian, naturally. This is episode 21, I think, of Invite the Neighbors DIY Podcast. Uh, sat down with two-thirds of Car Crash Rhetoric, and we talked about um, car crashes, rhetoric, um, cats, you know, basic, basic stuff. Um, but had a, had a really good time. Very good guys. Uh, they just got done playing Excellency uh, Fast in Bay City. We talked a little bit about that. It sounds like it was awesome. Um, so check them out. They're releasing a new EP that's coming out on August 16th. Um, so check them out on Twitter, Bandcamp, uh, Instagram, Spotify. All their socials is like CC Rhetoric and there's a photo of like a flower in the logo. So that's look for that. Um, as far as local shows, I'm playing Tuesday the 13th at Owen House with uh, Dogs Need Ship and Sale and Painted Friends. So come check me out and my band in a daydream. Uh, it's going to be a good show. Really looking forward to it. I know Painted Friends is really good. Ship and Sale is a fan favorite. Never played with Dogs Need, but I've heard good things. Um, so come on out. Again, that's at Owen House on the 13th. It'll be a fun little Tuesday. Check out Out of This World Booking um, and Church Street Booking for other local shows coming up. Subscribe to the podcast. Support me on Patreon if you really want to. If not, I understand, but I really appreciate you guys listening. So thank you. That's like a fucking turtle. (laughs) Show Brian up. Okay. We're rolling. All right, we're rolling. You gotta show me something? No, we just got some of the pictures back from Excellency uh, the other day. Oh, okay. One of our bases is just with him sticking his tongue out. Like a little bit. Oh, hence the, like, a little turtle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Car Crash Rhetoric, welcome to the fucking studio, quote-unquote. Yeah. (laughs) Air quotes. So what was it like playing Excellency Fest? It was it was wild. Yeah, it was nuts. We uh we opened the entire thing up right at noon, and uh, there was a huge line of people outside. So like it was, it was probably the biggest one of the biggest crowds that we've ever played. Uh, That's cool. Second closest or like a tie would probably be uh, we play at Centennial Nights in Mount Pleasant a lot, and uh, those get really packed too. Uh, but yeah, definitely one of the biggest crowds and we just received like a ton of praise and That's energy cool. and yeah. So they're like all ready to rock, like right. Oh yeah, absolutely. There. Can you pull the mic stand a little bit closer to you guys, yeah, by the way? Absolutely. Sweet. All right, cool. Yeah. I was looking at the lineup and it looked pretty stacked as the kids say. Yes. Oh, yeah. This yeah. year was definitely the best. I feel like it's been those guys really. They put their heart and soul into it, and you can tell. Like, who who books it? Do you know? Uh, so Troy from Excellency Music, Troy and okay. um, his crew, his his crew basically. Uh, his his sister uh, Kaylee um, works really really hard with him, and um, yeah, there's and under those guys, there's just a ton of a huge plethora of people mm-hmm. yeah. that put their heart and soul. There's uh, Thomas Baker. He does all their photos and like media and stuff. Um, 
I saw some yeah. pretty cool photos from the event. Yeah. I saw on like Charmer's page. Yep. And uh, there was Forest Green. I saw some of their photos yeah. too. It looked pretty sweet. What's the venue like? The venue, it, it's, uh, it's, it's a Mason. Old, yeah. It's an old Masonic temple. Like oh, sweet. Masons. Yeah. So it's it's really old. <laughs> I don't know. It just looks like a church, kind of. Right, right, right. So it's really cool to get good sound. Yeah, it's great. Sound oh, in it, there. it sounded amazing. That's sweet. Mm-hmm. What was, what's like one of the coolest venues you've played? Uh, we played. I don't know if you know the Fledge in Lansing. It's, no, it's another old church that's been turned into like this weird community center. They have events every day probably i don't know okay when we played there too there was downstairs a psychedelic union or something people doing <laughs> shrooms in a basement really <laughs> yeah like that was just happening while we they were market playing. that as something yeah like, did they, they advertise that i guess pretty hilarious <laughs> it was it was weird it was cool though <laughs> You guys partake in the psychedelic union? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we're, uh, we're we aren't we aren't really party animals. You're not psychedelic adventurers. No. <laughs> okay, so you're not you're not high on shrooms right now. That's good. To no, know. no, no. Where are you guys located? Like, where are you based out of? <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, we all met. We're a three piece. We all met in Mount Pleasant because we all went to Central. And uh, I, after I graduated, I moved back to my hometown of Fenton, which is around the Flint area. No shit, you're from Fenton? Yeah. I'm from Linden. Oh, right on. Yeah. I actually, like, come to think of it, like, your name kind of sounds familiar. I don't know if it's just, like, one of those, like, kind of names. What, what year did you graduate? 13. Oh, yeah, I'm old. I was at 09. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Probably there not. was, uh, there were some porters, though, uh, that aren't related to me, like, Greg Porter and his little brother Jake might have been closer to your guys' okay. age, but I don't remember. But yeah, I don't. popular guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. and Crazy stories about me. I'm probably still being told at the high school. No, I I flew under the radar, man. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm from Albion. Oh yeah, okay. Technically, I live in like the Lansing, Eaton Rapids area okay. now, but like. Yeah, just I around there. I worked in for a while. It's a, it's a place. It's there. <laughs> yeah. You know Star Commonwealth? Yeah. The I worked there for like six months. That's, I'm sorry. That's about all I could handle. <laughs> yeah, that was like my first job job out of college. I'm, I'm sincerely sorry that anyone has to go to Albion at any point ever. Yeah, dude. It was... Uh, they had, a I think, a Dollar General? Uh, I think they have two now. No shit. Wow. That's wow. moving up in the world. Yeah, seriously. So you guys, you're from Albion. You all met up at Central. Mm-hmm. I went to Central for a year too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I went there my freshman year, smoked a bunch of weed on the train tracks, and then basically left. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so like now you guys are kind of, like, where do you guys like meet and rehearse and things like that? Uh. We do it at his parents' house because they have a basement and they don't Sweet. get too upset when we play. Sweet. 
They so. actually seem to enjoy it. Yeah. My dad isn't oh, always, cool. my dad isn't always the biggest fan when I come over and play my drums because he, he he works a lot and he, he's a hard worker and I yeah. get it. The last thing you want to do when you come home is listen to your son <laughs> beat his drums. <laughs> yeah. And uh but it, especially this last week I, w- I was over there kind of playing a little bit later and uh you know, he he and mom knew that I you know, we kind of had a big show, Excellency, coming up, and they were really cool about like letting me play. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Shout out to drum parents everywhere. Oh, for <laughs> real? No, they're very supportive of like everything that we've done like in the past like two and a half, three years. So that's cool. Yeah. So like taking it, that's how long you guys have been a band? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I think we formed late 2016. Jeremy, our bassist. We had, we all met through CMU's radio yeah. station. Yeah, uh, more media radio. Yeah, yeah. something like that. WMHW. Oh, okay. More media records. That's the record. More media yeah. records. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yep. But uh, um, we all met through there through the music staff, like picking out music. I saw Jeremy was wearing a Green Day shirt. <laughs> I walked up and was like, "Hey, I like Green Day." He's like, <laughs> "Hey, me too." And we Naturally. started talking about music. He's like, "I play bass." He's like, "I play guitar." like we jammed then we were like let's do a thing and we found him playing drums Jeremy said like he thinks Jake plays drums so we grabbed him and made him come over to the apartment and we all played uh, what did we play we played My Chem hell yeah dude (laughs) some Pierce the Veil covers yeah I I think think we tried doing some Beartooth and A Day to Remember and yeah Probably some blink. I'd be down uh, to hear those pierce the veil covers, dude. Hitting those high notes. Ooh, we uh, <laughs> actually we when once we start like gearing up to like try and play some shows, we uh, we were allowed to practice in the uh, more media records studio and stuff that they have on yeah. campus. And because I Jeremy and our original bassist, who's kind of in between <laughs> places oh, okay. living in Buffalo right now. Um, he and I worked for WMHW. So we kind of had some connections with being able to, uh, kind of get in to some places. Yeah. And, uh, I think that was like one of the first, uh, I think it was King for a day was the first ones that we tried to yeah. like, play. And I, I think I might have GoPro footage <laughs> of it somewhere. It's, it's cringe worthy. Cool. <laughs> I remember uh like just one story about being up at Central. So like my freshman year there, the one year I was there was when uh Joe Hurtler and the Rainbow Seekers yeah. were signed to more media records. <laughs> yep. And like their guitar player, uh I remember it was like welcome weekend and me and my buddy, my roommate, we were just walking around like Main Street, all those houses and stuff, trying yep. to find places to party and we happened to we were walking by and this one guy called us up. Um, a guy that was like in a house was like hey you know you guys look like you're freshmen basically called us up and like started drinking having us drink with him and it turned out to be like the guy who plays guitar now for uh, for Joe Hurtler okay. so it was it was pretty cool yeah. you know and then they were, I remember they were playing like a day to remember at the house and we're like oh okay so we found the right house yep. kind of thing I just nice. couldn't stick around there I never been to any shows really at, in Mount Pleasant like it's mostly it's mostly like uh, a kind of like an indie folk scene, yeah. if it's you like, will. It's like that and EDM. Yeah, really, really big EDM. Up there. 
uh, the wayside, we, dude. Honestly, we <laughs> yeah. slowly kind of like helped bring that punk scene. Not to like credit ourselves, right, but right, right. Uh, we basically created the punk scene. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, nobody. I mean, yeah, like, kids that we went to school with, like, yeah, they would listen to like you know Fallout Boy, and, yeah, like No Effects and anything and everything like hardcore, yeah, and all that. But like nobody was really doing it as far as we knew and so we would be going around to bars and like asking them if we could play and we just wouldn't hear back from them right <laughs> to credit one bar rubbles right downtown um that's the one i've heard was pretty cool yeah mm-hmm. we played there a handful of times and honestly it's a great place to play um the they they're great <laughs> like mm-hmm. they they always uh like book like heavier shows lighter shows everything mm-hmm. in between it kind of makes me think of like the sanctuary in detroit that's, that's yeah in hamtramck i mean it's like i haven't been there but i know they it's it's rare to find a place that books a lot of hardcore shows right but mm-hmm. we'll also book just like rock shows and stuff yep. and i know the sanctuary is pretty good for that yeah but yeah i just feel like it's it's in mount pleasant it might be kind of hard to like foster a scene up there just because it's not really like a hot touring destination for like major acts because it's kind of like out of the way i feel like oh yeah you know I, mean, what I mean you have the casino and <laughs> yeah they they always bring people and like i mean i i went up there to see avenge sevenfold before and so i mean people travel out of their way yeah but it's as far as local music goes, right, right, you're, right, 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 you're absolutely right. Especially when yeah. like most of the fan base is going to be like teenagers and young adults who don't have any money to yeah. travel yeah. an yeah. hour or two hours out of their way. Right. right. Yep. Well, yeah, you got to if if you you start something up there, you got to make your move. Yep. You know what I mean? Have you guys done any touring or anything like that? No. Uh, closest we've gotten is playing a show in Toledo. Oh, really? But that was. It was a good show. Shout out to Car Crash Jake for booking us for that. Oh, okay. But yeah. The, the Car Crash Twins? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because my name's Jacob, and <laughs> and their lead singer is named Jacob, and yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it's like Car Crash Jake. It's I had one of my like friends text me, and she was like, so this Car Crash Jake, is this like a side project you're doing? And I was like... Yeah, no. <laughs> we're we're separate bands. <laughs> okay, that's funny. So, uh, from the time that you guys like got together, like how long did did one of you guys already have songs, or did you write everything together? Like how? how uh, it took work? a took a few months to get our first song like yeah rolling because we all sort of wrote in our free time, but nothing really worked too well with what we were trying to go for and then jeremy wrote our first song uh what was it summer 2016 i think so so. uh but he sent that over to me because i was down home from college gotcha and like i just recorded a demo on audacity (laughs) (laughs) like i think this would work yeah i mean whatever you can use i usually most of my demos even to this day are done just with a phone recording yeah just to get it get the idea down and then if it if it sticks then i'll plug it into ableton to actually figure out the the tempos and 
design the click and everything if mm-hmm. it's something that we're going to actually record mm-hmm. but if it's just something we're, we're only going to play live we don't plan to put it on ep at any, any time soon then i just phone demo right. mm-hmm. you know phone recording works but maybe that's why i don't have any eps li- released maybe i'm doing it wrong <laughs> <laughs> but like how long was it before you guys like put out your first release it was uh, probably i want to say a year yeah about a year because we did it we released it what was it june 2017 yeah Something like that. We put out. I'm getting there, which is our first EP. Okay. And I don't. It it's fine. They're fine songs. <laughs> Glowing endorsement. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't really give them the full like life they should have had before we just set them in stone with the recordings. I gotcha. Didn't give them time to grow and stuff like that. Because we but, we play we play stuff that's on. I'm getting there like all the time obviously mm-hmm. like we only have so many songs right, right. so far but uh like they have changed so drastically and they've evolved into such better songs uh, yeah. since uh but i think we really just needed to get something out there. that's what i was gonna say was like there's i i feel that right now it's like mm-hmm. there's this this urgency that you feel to just have something especially yep. like we're doing it kind of backwards we're like my band like we're playing shows we have been playing a bunch of shows lately but we don't have anything Mm -hmm. for people to go back and listen to yeah yeah so it's like fuck man and with us like this whole past i want to say year we have we've been doing shows like hard like weekend 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 every single weekend and like we were kind of stretching ourselves thin even Mm -hmm. uh you know not only financially but just like time wise right and you know it gas is expensive <laughs> yeah yeah and your time's expensive you're mm-hmm. you're going you're traveling like anywhere from an hour to two hours sometimes to go play a show and you're spending at least eight hours at the venue if you will yeah. whether it be a bar a basement whatever and you know sometimes you only walk out with maybe at best twenty dollars right. in your pocket right and with us gotta go in the gas tank right (laughs) i mean we just usually stick that in to just in an envelope in an envelope for the band and Mm -hmm. leave it you know so we if we need you know more stickers more shirts whatever. yeah yeah um so it's like it's like it's nobody's money it's like it's the band's yeah money i dude like I hear you on the money front. Like, I just, that's why I went and applied for this new job. I work a nine to five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just realized it, it costs so much money to get shirts printed and things yeah. like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I designed a shirt on, like, one of those websites. And I, like, just to get, like, 10 of each size, it came out to, like, over $500, like, close to $600. Uh, we've got a guy for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let let yeah. me know. Red yeah. 8, Jeff from Red 8 Printing. Red uh, 8. He, okay. He's. Right around Ann Arbor area. Really? Uh, okay. He'll he'll do good by yeah. Decent they're, decent shirt quality yeah, too. It's great shirt quality. Yeah. They're probably the best shirts, like local band shirts that I think I've ever okay. seen. Because yeah. that that's good to know. Because I've been meaning to ask one of the bands that come on here, like, what am I doing? What am I? Where am I? Where do I need to look for this shit? Because, mm-hmm. like, I liked I really liked uh, the website I got to use because it's like has a shit ton of font choices and a shit ton mm-hmm. of clip art, but. Uh, I figured I have I have uh, a friend who does um, graphic design. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen, actually, she made the podcast. 
I, I, I love your logo. Thanks. It's like, that's, that's, yeah. It's, Thanks. it's nice. So like with that, like I kind of had the idea for, like I wanted there to be a house like for yeah. like DIY house shows and stuff yeah. with just like the music coming out of the chimney kind of thing. And she basically took that and brought it to life and yeah. made it <laughs> look pro, yeah. you know? And I was so excited when we first, right. like, so I was like, Oh my God, it looks so legit. Now I have to actually have a podcast. Yeah. Um, but with, with any of our, like, stickers like our stickers and stuff like it's got the rose on it like kyle's girlfriend carly like she's an amazing artist she doesn't give her enough herself enough credit yeah but she does great illustrations and uh i'm i'm like i can sketch to an extent but i'm more of a digitizer <laughs> yeah okay. and so like i took what she did and i just brought it into illustrator and I, I just like traced around everything because i'm not great in illustrator i'm more of okay. like i take photos so i'm like i'm very photoshop based and like do yeah. video um so i just pretty much know photoshop and premiere but i know a little bit of illustrator so i can get us by and that saves us a ton of money too yeah with not having to like i guess contract somebody if you will right 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 yeah, my plan is just to like use her skill. She's going to Specs Howard right now. Yeah, okay. for like for like digital graphic arts design yep. and stuff like that. So I can just I'll come up with an idea, and then her and I together will create something. Like yeah. we're going to be working on. I think she's coming over today. We're going to work on like band logo nice. and like t shirt design and shit like that. And I figure I'll just like create a vectored image of whatever I want to do, and then that would be something I could give to like you're the guy you're talking about. And just yeah, like, yep. Okay. Um, and I think he. I think he said either I was talking with him the other day, like whether it's an illustrator file or like a PNG okay. file is what he prefers most. But right. yeah, definitely a vector image rather than a rasterize. But yeah. he also he recently um you you said that he could print t shirts with like photos on them now. Something like that. You could talk to him more about yeah. it. Because, like I'm I don't know. Oh, he he obviously knows printing. what equipment he has yeah, and yeah. stuff that he's capable of. But yeah, definitely uh mm -hmm. We'll get you his contact info. Awesome, yeah, because like that was and that price was just like one, one like two colors too, like just like yeah. black and uh, like a, a colored shirt with like black ink and white ink, and I was yeah. just like, man, that's a lot of money. Yep. Yeah, there's got to be another way. There is. You know? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, I know these bands aren't just rolling in cash, no. and they all seem to have like a lot of them have like really nice quality shirts and things like that, yeah. and I preferred like you want to get t-shirts that are like soft and what people hold them in their hands and they it feels nice because yeah. you you, you got to give people incentive to want to buy your shit exactly. and you're like a local band you yeah know? every i like everybody's like tactile and like they yeah. want it they yeah. they at excellency they kept coming up to the merch table and like they they would like pick up cd or like they would pick up a sticker and like look at it yeah and they would pick up the shirt and they would feel it and you know like, yeah i get it yeah exactly so i i'm looking on this website and like i do i want to get some like sandpaper gildan ultra cotton shirt right or get something nice but it's like if i get something nice i'm looking at like 700 dollars yeah. and i'm just like no right but yeah jeff's got the softest shirts and like sweet the decent priced i think they're from mexico i don't know the brand oh uh, yeah it's like it's like the what is it true true text or something or something like that he just did ours that's like the ones we just had printed last week so yeah that's oh, okay. people were coming up feeling them let me look up 
And so I, have, yeah. I have a question. So, like, when when you're ordering merch, how much do you guys generally order, like, per size? Do you, like, order, like, equal amounts of each size? Have you found, like, different sizes sell a lot more? Yeah, uh, medium and larges are probably, like, our go-tos. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think this time we... Because we did 50 of each design. And, uh, like, if you're just doing, like, your first run of merch, I think our first run was, like, 50 shirts. And yeah. that lasted us quite a while. Um, but I think this time we only did, like, five small... Uh, I can't do math. I didn't go to school for that. <laughs> uh, I think we did 15 medium and 15 uh, large, and then is that 10 that's left that's after that? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then 10 XL. 2.5 small. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> with our last merch like run we did, we did an even number across the board, and we ended up with like eight leftover extra larges and smalls that no one would buy yeah so we just had these shirts that no one wanted right right have you guys uh ventured into like crew necks long sleeves anything like that not yet no we are does he do that though oh yeah yeah okay i think he's done like even like a windbreaker oh okay and he's done shorts i know so like the basketball jersey shorts yeah they kind of have it down at the bottom here selfishly i want to print a bunch of crew necks because I just like wearing them and yeah, I want to have nice. something yeah. that I would want to wear. Yeah. No, I love crewnecks and like the just the long sleeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gotcha. I'm just like, I feel like there's this stigma around like wearing your own band's merch, you know? But I'm, I'm I, not allowed to wear our own merch uh, when we play shows. Oh, not we when play you play shows. shows. No. <laughs> when you play shows, upon, you, <laughs> if you do though, you have to all be wearing the same thing and make it look like a uniform. So like I, when I saw Foxing play live, yeah. like, they all had foxing the same like foxing shirt on, but yeah. they weren't selling it. Right. It was like their thing. So I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind of that's kind of cool. And they had like an alternate design uh, that you could buy that was similar, but it wasn't what they were wearing. Like right. only they had. It was it was almost like it was a design to be like staff mm-hmm. t-shirts. It was kind of funny. Yeah. So like that makes sense, but like, yeah, I. The only thing I think is worse than everyone wearing their own assorted band merch is when you have like uh the band uniform type thing yeah that make that makes no sense it has nothing to do with what you're doing and you're wearing like a shirt and tie or something like that you know like that's i saw like mayday parade on warp tour do that one time and they're all wearing like dress shirts and ties and stuff and it's like 80 degrees and like what are you doing (laughs) like what on some shorts yeah like what are you doing man I feel like that's the thing when, like, it has to be done very well if you're going to, like, mm-hmm. uniform up, you know? It, it better make sense. Right. Otherwise, it's like, uh I mean, the Beatles made sense. Yeah. <laughs> to, they were, to an extent. <laughs> they were also in the 60s and 70s, and that's just, like, what performers wore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, like, a different sort of thing. Yeah. So, do you guys, uh, um, I'm assuming, do you guys... Like, what is your stage presence like? You guys are pretty energetic, or do you guys... Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things we hear from people, is, like, we have just really high energy. Like, someone at Excellency said it was really chaotic. Oh, cool. like, good. (laughs) That's good. Like, in a good way, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I I just try to jump around on stage and, I don't know, move to the beat. Yeah. I just... 
I like seeing when bands and performers just really get into it, just like lose themselves. I oh yeah, I just think it's cool. That's something that I've been struggling with doing. Like I, some shows I when I'm really feeling it, I can do it, and mm-hmm. then I'm just a really self conscious person person in general. So it's it, it kind of takes a lot for me mm-hmm. to like let go and like just be like be in the like the moment i guess because i'm just like so thinking so hard all the time about like uh like trying to sing on key and like things like that and i'm just like uh it can be a lot but i feel like i'm getting better at it like when you first started playing did you find that was something that wasn't as easy as it is now or uh i don't know for jake but i've been playing music since middle school oh okay like performing and like i don't know i sang in choirs at uh church when i went to that in school and i was in musicals and like okay so, you're so like i've kind of i just i was kind of used to being on stage people looking at me so yeah that wasn't really that different for me i'm a huge ball of social awkwardness so <laughs> yeah. i don't know uh, if you picked up on that <laughs> yeah thanks want to know uh this is my car crash is my first ever band that i've been in Okay. Uh, like DIY band sort of thing. Yeah. Like I like Kyle, I grew up playing music. Like fifth grade I played saxophone and like all through high school. Woodwinds. Yeah. Stick to I play clarinet. Yep, so I, Kyle. I clarinet. Yeah. 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 Yep, I played alto tenor and <laughs> I was good at clarinet too and I quit. <laughs> oh yeah. I started playing guitar, I was like, oh, I'm too fucking cool for clarinet, dude. <laughs> I wish I would have kept at it though, because like I was good. And now I just there's no way I'd be squeaking all over the place now if I picked yeah, one of those things. I up. was the section leader senior year of high school. So like I was the head clarinet. Yeah. <laughs> and like I got halfway through college and I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. Right. Were you in marching band and stuff? Uh in high school. At CMU I auditioned and they said I wasn't good enough for because they only oh, had like five open spots. So oh, like, okay. I get it. Yeah. But like I don't know, just it wasn't as fun anymore once I got into college. Yeah, it's like it's a big dedication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like you gotta. It's that's when school like fucking means something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you're paying a shit ton to yeah. be there. Like whether or not you have loans or your parents are paying for it, there's still a lot of money going into it. So it, it kind of feels like if you're gonna be doing something like marching band, that's gonna take up a lot of your time. You better be like into it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it is so much time. I think their schedule was like five hours every night like four days a week i was like fuck that like, <laughs> you better love it i want to make friends too yeah <laughs> like, yeah like it's marching band's like a cult man i remember like in high school it was definitely a cult oh yeah and, but i mean not in a bad way not in a terrible way but like all those kids stuck together and it's like it, it was they were like in this impenetrable group you know mm-hmm. I, from what i remember especially like in linden it was like a small school anyways that's how lake fenton was for me like there was oh you went to lake fenton yeah okay yeah yeah uh my parents live right off of ralston road oh, okay yeah so and now i live right off of larry oh really yeah yeah i lived uh moran drive off of uh silver lake road like, oh okay when you're on silver lake right before it hits seymour yeah yeah, that little dirt road to the left right before it's okay. Seymour. That's where my parents still live. That's where I lived growing oh. up, right on Lobdell Lake. Right on. Yeah, it was always good times. Ice skating in the wintertime yeah. and things like that. My parents live right on Squaw. Oh, I don't know where that is. No, do you know where Panema's at? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Squap connects to Panema and then Oh, okay. And then Tupper Lakes on the yeah. other side of yeah. Panema. Yep, my dad's always trying to get me to come out and go on a lake with him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like it's it's not just always it's not fun. He always drives super slow. <laughs> And like he'll, we'll go to the swimming hole and he'll just like park away from like the people and stuff. I'm like, dude, that's no. me right now. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> antisocial. Yeah, I guess like I, I don't, I've come out of my shell a little bit. I mm. used to be what you're describing, basically. I yeah. still feel pretty awkward a lot of times because like sometimes I just get going and I don't realize that i'm saying things that are making people like like i joke around about a lot of things and i'll make jokes that make people uncomfortable because i don't i'm not always like pc and i don't realize that i'm around people that are like pc you know yeah because like that's the cultural movement nowadays yeah i'm definitely definitely in the same boat yeah like i don't know i told my roommate like i wrote a cab on our little uh whiteboard on the fridge and she's like what's that mean and i was like all cops are bastards <laughs> fucking around and she was like my uncle's a cop see you bastard and i was like i don't wh- i don't know i don't know i haven't met your uncle he might be kyle probably jokes. kyle's just like he's a walking meme oh yeah i don't take anything seriously ever that's good you I take like music that. seriously most of the time. Most of the time. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I, I'm kind of that way too. Like I'm a huge stand up comedy fan. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to be. That's like one of my side dreams to be a comedian. Like I, my perfect life would be like being a touring musician, like based in like a city like Chicago, or New York, or something. When I'm not touring, I'm doing like stand up comedy. I would be the happiest fucking clam in the world, you know. Uh, but yeah, I just I joke around almost to the point where I don't. I don't think I'm doing myself any favors sometimes because it's like I'll be at a show or something. I'll be joking around like the entire time and then I go on and I'm supposed to be like I have like this super serious music, you know, I'm like influenced mm-hmm. by like, you know, the, these more serious bands. Like I love Radiohead and like I love like my lyrics are like sad and like genuine, you know, and then I it's it's hard to like in be like after a song. For example, I, I suck at stage banter because everything about my personality says, like, make a joke. But I'm also trying to pass off this art, you know, quote unquote, that uh, is supposed to mean something legitimate. And so it's like, I don't know how to balance my personality with, like, the product I'm trying to put out there. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It can be really weird. But for the most part, I like fucking around with the you know? <laughs> but yeah. I definitely have that same issue. Like, I don't know. I've gotten to the point where I've just let my guitar feedback some for the most part in between songs now. Yeah, like, I might say something like, "We got merch." Hi, I'm Kyle. Like, yeah, but I don't know. It's always weird because no one cares about what you're saying for the most yeah. part. Or like, especially small shows when there are like five people. Right. You're like, how's everyone doing tonight? And they're all just fuck doing you. Their own thing. Keep playing. <laughs> Yesterday was cool. I played this uh, North Campus co-op, and okay. in between every song, there's this dude who kept singing Who Let the Dogs Out. So I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is sweet. I, I straight up said, I was like, oh, you should come to every show and just do this so I don't have to do stage banter. Because like, he would be like, Who Let the Dogs Out? And the drummer would go, tush, tush, tush. I'm like, this is great. Like, Because I need to tune my guitar, and I don't like talking. Yeah. Because... <laughs> 
I, I need to get one of those like looper pedals where you can uh, like upload samples into it and then oh, yeah. you just like when you're done with the song you just hit the pedal and then something plays and like yeah. that's what i would like uh the other band i play in electric drive-in um our guitarist tony has a loop that like in between songs he just like stomps on it and it just plays something like obnoxious <laughs> it's like very droning and it just goes over and over and over and over and then like we look at each other and he's like, you ready? I was like, yeah. And he just turns it off and starts the next song. <laughs> yeah, you just, like, bank sounds and, like, bank things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. could... My plan was, like, I would want to, like, record, like, interludes mm-hmm. and then just put it on there. And then it would be really cool if, like, I could have... Because I love having interludes on recordings, like, in, mm-hmm. in albums and stuff like that. So, like, yeah. when I put out an EP, there's probably going to be, like, interludes, like, extended outros and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be cool to, like take those from the album and then put them into a, a looper pedal so i could play those live yeah so that it's like there's like a continuity between like the record and the live show for sure but the main thing is i don't feel like talking you know that's mm-hmm. that, that's like the main workaround um so like what are your guys uh what are you guys some of your guys's influences like uh for fans of sort of thing when it comes to your uh, band it's kind of all over the place i feel like it is a huge spectrum yeah, because, like, <laughs> some of my main influences, like, uh, Every Time I Die, Real oh, Friends. Yeah. I love Every Time I Die. Yeah, so, so good. So good. Uh, just, like, I don't know, uh, Lacrosse. It's like a post-rock band. Okay. From Sweden, I think. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> but, I don't know, it's just, it's just anything and everything influences me. Is it lame to say local bands influence me? No. Okay, because I'm gonna say Andy Ghost is a huge influence too. Oh, they're sick. Yeah. They were they were my last interview actually. Yeah, I've been meaning to listen to that. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. That was, right. a, that was a really fun episode. Those dudes are really cool. Oh yeah, they were super nice. Um, yeah, Andy Ghost is really good. Every time I die, I've seen. I love to see them. Whenever I whenever they're in town, I try to go oh, see them. They're amazing. They're so good live. Like. Remember like, they played the loft, and I was, I went to the loft show, and like by the end of the last, like first of all, some guy proposed to his girlfriend, <laughs> and then like they went straight into like I can't remember. I want to be dead with my friends. Oh, <laughs> underwater bimbos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, what a what a romantic moment, you know? <laughs> but. By the end of the last song, like everybody was like up on stage with them and stuff. Oh, it was sick. so much fun, so much fun. Hey, Luca, you made a friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking this cat with me. Yeah, when I leave, <laughs> she's a good kitty. What about you? Like, as far as like influences? Uh, so I grew up on classic rock. Um, I love Zeppelin. Oh yeah. Uh, my first love was ACDC. <laughs> I know everybody gives them hate. Just for, I don't know. I've, a lot of people say all their songs. They're songs. legends. They are legends. They're, they're performers. And yeah. same with Led Zeppelin. Led like, Zeppelin. Now they're, but like, they are the their music is there too. See, the difference is Led Zeppelin is good. And ACDC is bad. <laughs> <laughs> but see, Kyle's a big fan of Ozzy. And I'm not the biggest fan of Ozzy. Oh, okay. Like, I, like I mean... But they both rock. Randy Rhodes Ozzy's. Yeah, sure. Randy Rhodes Ozzy. Yeah. I saw I saw him on his last tour at DT 
with uh, Stone Sour, and I'm not a Zach Wild fan either. <laughs> no, no, I'm not really big into Zach Wild. And like he had like a 30 minute guitar solo in the middle of their set, and I was just like, all right, bud, like yeah, get, put, put the bullseye Les Paul down. Get a, get out of here. <laughs> it was it was like some weird SG Flying V mix that was oh. just just a real 80s shredder guitar. And I was yeah. Like, get, <laughs> Get out of here. Randy Rhodes was insane. Oh, I love him. So I remember like watching some documentary about them and like the way they found I don't remember what it was, but the way they found him was like really cool and he was just like a beast. He's just a flash in the pan, you know? Mm-hmm. He just I just ended up dying like so so young. It's really it was really sad. Especially sad that fucking Zach Wild was <laughs> what was introduced to the world after that. It's like oh, okay. But yeah, like ACDC, I will give them credit. Like I took, I think two guitar lessons total. Yeah. And uh, all I came away with was I learned the riff to Back in Black. Yeah, I mean they, <laughs> you can't deny that they don't like rock. They rock. Angus Young rocks. Angus Young rocks. Bon Scott was the shit. Oh yeah. I liked Bon Scott more than I like Brian uh, Johnson. Yeah. But, oh, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, ACDC. I love CCR. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't hate you for it. <laughs> and I mean, as far as like Blink One Eighty Two has been a, a big influence, oh, yeah, punk wise, on me. Um, I love No Effects. Um, just Green Day. <laughs> Green Day. Yeah. No Effects. I feel like it's just like I don't know the. <laughs> Do you like no effects, Jake? <laughs> they're they're yeah. just they're like they're so bad that they're good. Okay, that's a hot take. Like it is <laughs> a hot take. Up it, Sizzlers, dude. It is a hot take because like they're just I don't know I don't know what it is about like just crappy punk that I love Do you because like, black like flag? I don't mind black flag. <laughs> I'm I, not Henry Rollins is an interesting fucking podcast guest. He is. He, he really is. I'm not... Uh, I respect Rollins for everything he did. I have a hard time wrapping around my mind like yeah. on some of the stuff. Um, what what was it? Rollins' band. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that was... It, I respect it. And, like, he, he's all very, like, take down the establishment. And, yeah. like, I don't like my parents. They're telling me what to do. He's got and, a crazy, like, gung-ho like, yes. motor, you know? Yeah. Uh trying to think of who else i mean a day to remember like oh their yeah. their album homesick was fucking game changer yes but, yeah, yeah it really was uh, that, that came out like in 2009 because i remember they kept playing it at one on the central radio station yeah and i was just like oh that's like back when a radio was a thing yeah i love i love turnstile turnstile okay yeah i think they're at riot fest this year i think they I think are so too. Going, i just got my ticket yeah. to riot fest i'm so fucking nice. excited dude I never went. I, I keep seeing the lineup every year, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to spend the money. Yeah. And this year, I'm just like, okay, I had a big boy job. I'm just going to fucking spend the money. <laughs> like, my friends were already going. That's what changed it. Like, right. two of my friends were like, yeah, we're going. We're driving. We're going to get the Airbnb. We'll split it. I'm like, okay, fucking going. Right. And then I just started this job, like, at Pretzel Bell, like, in Ann Arbor, like, <laughs> serving. And I put on my availability, like, weekends. And I just realized, like, oh, shit. I'm going to have to, like, tell them right away, like, I can't work that weekend. Yeah thing is if if that's like a deal breaker for him then i'll just find another job because oh, like like yeah. like i said i have a nine to five already this is right. just for extra money so it'll just be a hassle but we'll see we'll see but are you guys uh 
you guys like attending like a lot of shows or yeah yeah i like attending shows my wallet doesn't always yeah but like i don't know since i've moved back to the lansing area i feel like i'll probably be going more to uh, like the loft and max bar shows going max on there. Bar's fun i just played there with my other band uh man and moon oh okay Redding. okay but, uh yeah it was sick uh nick laforge did sound it was really cool uh, okay. talking to him a bit who's nick laforge uh he plays drums for gray matter parkway columbia okay yeah i was gonna say uh, I've, I've, that name sounds really familiar he's playing seaholm too uh no 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 the i think uh, chris Mike chris Doug. from shorely plays yeah yeah chris micah doesn't play chris anymore Brad. yeah 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 micah used to play and then mm-hmm. he, he quit or pat fired him you know i like oh to start God. i like to start rumors that pat ray like <laughs> oh my God. fired no, they're, they're good people <laughs> no no I, I i love pat i love fucking with him i started a rumor that he fired uh he fired seaholm so that he could have members of shortly join so that he could have more clout <laughs> no he knows he knows i'm fucking around i i i absolutely love baggage oh uh, yeah. uh, uh john diener's band yeah, yeah. and yeah. like we, i kyle and i finally like we have a like kind of like a twitter friendship with nick yeah and, i'm recording an ep with him right now awesome Sick. yeah and uh we finally got to meet him at excellency and like we just like just talked about life mm-hmm. and living out in the country and everything and it was great <laughs> yeah his house is insane yeah it's oh, yeah. it's like the ultimate spot he's, yeah. he's just got it made i was telling him like when i was like i've only been there a couple times like i've only done two days of recording so mm-hmm. far because it's just fucking expensive yeah and he's reasonable he's 300 dollars a day yeah which isn't terrible no you know but it's still like that's why i gotta get another job because like mm-hmm. I, I still need more money to do that but sure his whole basement is just like this giant fucking dungeon of awesomeness yeah it's so cool dude it's just so cool and he's got his little mini me there now too yo he's so cool he's just so down to earth too Mm -hmm. you know he doesn't uh give off this air of like i'm famous right you know he's just really cool really just like a genuine person yeah exactly like it he was just telling stories about like being on tour with like a lot of like my favorite bands mm-hmm. growing up mm-hmm. like like motion city soundtrack like early november like just every time i die i think he played yeah. shows with them yeah. it was just like dude <laughs> fucking cool and like he went to linden high school oh really yeah That's oh sick. he went to fenton he said he went to fenton three years then he graduated from linden oh really yeah oh, okay. yeah yeah so he went to fenton for yeah. three and then his senior year he went to linden because i think all of his his friends like a lot of his friends went to linden okay something like that right i know he went there that, that's the reason i knew because when the swellers were starting to get big was when like they were like all about to like graduate from high school right. and everything and me being in eighth grade when he was a senior in high school he was like a legend yeah you know oh yeah for real no like uh i was talking to my dad about them the swellers and uh he's like i think i remember like seeing that in the paper yeah in the paper you know and like back in what 2000 i think like like 2005 2000. yeah 2005 <laughs> like in, it was like it was like 2005 yeah. when they graduated yeah or, or, or 2004 something so I remember like that. i was just rolling into yeah my first year of high school was like oh oh five oh six yeah yeah so mine was late oh nine <laughs> that's when i graduated yeah yeah so yeah i'm an old i'm an old man but 
<laughs> not not that old yet. I feel like I have a baby face, so it'll be a while before I start being getting those looks like who's this fucking old dude? <laughs> you know. Like before you become a scene veteran. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I, the thing is like I haven't even been in this scene more than like a year. Yeah. Cuz like I I've been writing and playing music for a long time, but mm-hmm. not live because uh the old in a daydream stuff is it's really complicated and it was hard to it was hard to find musicians that wanted to play it because me and my buddy Brad who uh, played drums like we would write these like punk punk rock influence like pop punk like think of like fallout boy like old good fallout boy like infinity <laughs> on high okay fallout yeah. boy was like one of our big influences and but they would be like these six minute songs with like maybe no chorus mm-hmm. and and just like a lot of like transitions like a lot of uh like atypical song structures things like that we loved it we didn't want to like dumb it down so that we could just like easily find people but we never found anybody right you know so i kind of gave up for a number of years and just figured well maybe i'll like try to record this and then like record an actual ep of it and it never happened and last year i just put out on craigslist i'm like okay i want to be in a band you know so i found a band and that i I joined with and discover the diy tour postings page and that was like oh Okay, and that that's how I got in, back into the scene, like running house shows in my buddy's basement, yeah. and that's how I met a bunch of bands that way. But yeah, but, but long story short, yeah, I've only really been active in a local music scene for like a year, despite being older than most of the people that are in it. Right. So it's hard not to feel sometimes like I'm behind. <laughs> oh but, yeah. But the podcast has helped. Oh definitely. yeah. The podcast is like. I've met so many people in such a short amount of time that it's been really cool. Like, how did you guys find out about it? About the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, from you messaging yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, I messaged you guys? Yeah, yeah you yeah, messaged okay. us. Okay, because, yeah, there was a number of bands that, like, came to me, and then there was a number that I would that I just saw, like, on, like, Instagram, or, like, just by, like, I would go to bands that I knew and followed, and I would see who they followed. Right. And then I would just find bands and I would message random ones. Yeah. So you guys yeah. are one of the ones that I yeah, did. Yeah, you messaged cool. us. And cool. then like, I looked through like your back catalog. Because I listen to podcasts, too. And I was okay, like, is yeah. this guy like good? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, it's a fair fair question. Well, like, yeah, and I was like, I liked your stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Sweet. Fuck it. Yeah, there's, there's some bands that like... Uh, I'm still waiting to hear back from. <laughs> that I won't name. I, I will say that like bands are terrible at communication. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> horrible. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I realize like that's across the board too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I've when I went to Bloodfest, like I thought I had gotten like a couple really like big bands like to come on. Like I talked to the singer from Jetty Bones, and she was like all about it. And then, I don't know if that was just like saving, like that was just being fake in the moment, or if she just really just can't keep track of her emails or whatever. But that's. Right that hasn't happened i've heard nothing same same with a dangerous summer like uh that guy was really cool he was like oh dude i love podcasts blah 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 nothing (laughs) but even small bit but like i said it's cross board like bands with like 100 followers will be like really bad at corresponding too (laughs) yeah we've been on a large number of shows where like smaller bands like maybe our size or stuff like that will just bail last minute and not tell anyone and then we're all just like where 
where are you at? <laughs> where are you guys all and at? They, and they like yeah. read the read the message. And like three they, days later, yeah, they'll be like, oh, hey. <laughs> it's like whatever. Yeah, it's fine. If you want anyone to take you seriously, sorry, I had to take my cat to Florida. <laughs> Really? No. Oh, no, I was gonna say. Wait, if you heard that, that's insane. No. I'd like to hear that story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have any issue with like bands dropping shows as long as they like say something. Yeah. Yeah, say something ahead of time. You know, try to plan accordingly. Yeah. Like I've had to drop a couple of shows, or I think maybe just one. But you just give them a heads up. That way, they can just start. Yeah. You know, like it's not always a bad thing if a band drops because it's like sometimes. Just on like these five band bills or something like that. Oh yeah, you just kind of want to until three a.m. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, I don't wouldn't mind if one of them, someone drops so we yeah. can get the shit over with. Yep, yep. You know. So, uh, what do you? I was gonna ask you something. Oh yeah, so like when you were growing up and stuff, what were like? Was there like a, any shows like in particular that stood out to you that like made you think like oh yeah like this is I would love to do this. Uh School of Rock for me. <laughs> school of rock yeah I think he meant like concert show oh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but school of rock yeah well yeah, yeah that, I, I hear you on that one but uh I actually didn't go to my first concert until I was 17 okay went and saw Portugal the man oh sick uh at St. Andrews in Detroit it was it was really cool I couldn't see him because of all the smoke in the room <laughs> because they're Portugal the man but right. it was really cool and then like the next week I saw uh, 21 Pilots AWOL Nation and MGMT at Common Ground Ooh, okay. back when Common Ground was good <laughs> I don't think I've ever been there it's, I, I've it's been, in Lansing right? yeah, yeah. I've been once and uh, it was because I won tickets through a radio station and uh, I think Three Days Grace was playing uh finger 11 was there who else was the there? pop evil was on it pop evil was there <laughs> yeah gnarly just... my my first show was uh foreigner sticks in kansas at pine knob oh dude that'd be gnarly and it was Come sail away. it was Come great sail away. Fucking love me some sticks dude yeah, yeah. kansas was okay yeah, they played Point of No Return and Carry On, and I was like, "All right, I'm good. You can, yeah. you can, you can leave." Now. Do they have other songs? Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, uh, Dust in the Wind. Du- yeah, Dust in the Wind. And then, like beyond that, I don't really know. Right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, like I think my fir- my first show was uh, Velvet Revolver and Hoobastank. All right, oh, yeah. All right. at the Palace. Yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, that was sick, man. Went with my parents. <laughs> I, was, I went to uh, that show I went to with my parents too yeah that's what's up uh, so do you guys have any plans of like touring at any point I mean we'd like to uh, it's just really rough because we both work full time ah uh, yeah and I just started my job and I don't know it's it's hard to get asked for time off especially when you just started and you're like hey I need this week to go be a jackass out of state for yeah. a minute yeah yeah well, there's always, like, you can always try to do, like, weekenders, I think. Yeah. That's, like, I've talked to a lot of bands, like, that that's their, that's their solution, because they're in the same boat, mm-hmm. where, and I kind of am, too. Like, I have a decent amount of paid time off when I want to use it, but still, it's, I could only maybe do two weeks out of a year of touring if mm-hmm. I wanted to use all my PTO towards that and not nothing else. Yeah. 
but like a lot of bands they'll they'll just figure out okay where can we go in like a five hour radius of where we are and then there's if you look at the map there's so many different cities you can hit within like five six hours and then they'll just weekender after weekender after weekender of like hitting these different markets and it kind of accomplishes the same thing as like a week two week long tour mm-hmm. because you're, you're not hitting the cities all at the same time but the people you're playing to don't know that it doesn't matter right you know what i mean so you can kind of accomplish the same thing as touring which kind of was like oh cool so like that made me happy because i was like how the fuck am i going to work out the logistics of a tour and have this job mm-hmm. and then some band was just like just do weekenders yeah i was like oh okay but that's not as cool as posting a tour flyer you know that's fair yeah. <laughs> but, but that i'm just like making a joke because like it, it doesn't matter right. you know what i mean it's like one of those t- clout things yep. where you can say like oh we went on tour but you can literally have the same effect yeah right. say, i've seen plenty of bands post tour flyers and it's like three shows three shows all yeah. within like the surrounding states yeah you're not on tour if you can drive home and be in your same bed that night. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a tour. That's a... That's a show. Call it's it generous to call it a run, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Weekend run. But yeah, tour, that's... I mean, it's cute, you know? But people just want to feel like they're living the dream, you know? I get it, but it's also kind of like rookie thing. It's, it's yeah. like a rookie thing to see. Um, So, after the first CP, do you guys have anything else that's out? or? Uh, we just... Uh, we're about to release our second EP, which we just handed you. That's what oh, that okay. Is. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, I'm a lot more proud of these songs too. I think Jake is too. We actually put it out through More Media Records. Oh, really? They like want to be on a sampler, and we said, yeah, you got some free, higher quality recordings. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, but yeah, I'm just really excited to actually officially put it out and like so people can check us out and hear something that's more that's closer to how we sound live. we sound live i got you our first ep didn't really it it didn't embody what we sound like yeah live and which okay. at that time we sounded better live than we did on the yeah you know actual you. EP. Like, like i wasn't super comfortable singing in a studio too either so like yeah i'm all shaky and there's no uh, energy in my voice uh yeah I so you. i feel you that's always rough yeah that's hmm. i i i'm i know i'm nervous about going to record vocals with nick diener just because it's like he's such in my mind he's like such a high profile guy and i mm-hmm. i'm like self-conscious i'm like what if he doesn't like this type of music that i'm playing you know shit that shouldn't matter at all yeah because he's like a professional and it doesn't matter but in my mind i'm like uh this is gonna affect my delivery i feel like and like you don't want to screw up so i, I could totally understand that especially mm-hmm. if you're not like a seasoned vet mm-hmm. you know electric drive-in that i play drums in uh that that lead singer andrew he recorded everything with nick and it's like kind of indie pop stuff yeah so i mean like just to reassure you like yeah it doesn't matter right like, right music is music yeah absolutely it's what it's what you want it to be and it's going to be what you want it to be yeah i'm just i would be that way i think with anybody oh for sure now that i think yeah. about it because like all the old in a daydream stuff that i did like i did it all by myself like mm-hmm. i recorded like 
I did the vocals in my grandparents' guest house with nobody else there. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, there's, I could be as free as I wanted to, like, as expressive as I wanted to, and, yeah. like, ended up sounding how I wanted it to. And I could do as many takes as I want. There's no pressure to feel like I'm wasting someone's time, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, it'll be fine. But what's this, uh, it's like, how long did you guys, uh, how much time did you put into actually these recordings, like, compared to, like, the first one? Oh, uh, the recordings themselves, we... We did them in six hours. Yeah, six hours. Oh, really? Flat. We had been playing them live for about a year now, like, when we recorded them, and so we pretty much had them down pat. Oh, like, okay. We knew exactly what we wanted. How many songs? Three, just three songs. Oh, three so, songs? Okay. Yeah, so it's not, like, it's not, like, too much, but... It's just guitar, bass, and drums. Yeah. Did you track everything together, or did you do it all, all separately? So we kind of like uh, <laughs> we recorded drums to like me singing and playing live. Okay. And then from there we just kind of went out, recorded bass, guitar, and then. Uh, I gotcha. Vocals. I gotcha. I struggle with clicks. Like, with, with, well, with <laughs> clicks, I feel like any drummer struggles with a click. <laughs> um, so we we didn't use a click. Um, n- not to put it out there, but I'm going to put it out there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean it, it's punk music yeah and like it that's not a deal breaker for us and i mean we play well together regardless yeah i feel um but i also i struggle without hearing vocals um that's a very big cue for me but i mean even at at excellency like kyle's amp started cutting out but we had been playing the songs for so long that it didn't matter. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I knew where I was at, and I was able to hold my own and hold together the song, because in, I think it was, we were playing 52. Yeah, yeah. it was the last song. And um, the guitar part in that song is, it, it it helps carry the song. Right. I mean, especially being a three-piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, so I was, I was able to get my poop in a group still and <laughs> hold it there, you know, and, yeah. I mean, continue on until he kicked his amp and it turned back yeah. on <laughs> we had one of the guys from excellency just like ran behind the amp and anytime it cut out he just yeah slammed yeah. on it i looked over I DIY, looked over, yeah baby. i looked over at one point i just i smiled and shook my head he goes <laughs> gnarly <laughs> that's hilarious but yeah we we're very we're a lot it's prouder a world word yeah more proud more proud yeah yeah more prouder prouder yeah prouder, yeah of uh this this upcoming release and uh this week i'm gonna be doing uh album art for it oh cool and uh because i've been meaning to do th- to do that <laughs> but you know things come up <laughs> what's the what's it called it is called dumb luck mm. dumb luck oh i like yeah. that like that and just three songs just three mm-hmm. songs yep uh we're we've got a track called used a week or two and 52 pickup okay 52 pickup has a lyric video that is good our friend justin made it for us oh that's cool and so that's on youtube it's pretty much linked everywhere on our socials mm-hmm. oh okay so i feel like it's so it's I don't want to say underrated because I think it's well known, but I think it's it's really a good thing to have like any sort of visual to accompany your oh, music yeah. Yeah. To, in order to get people to want to engage in it. Mm-hmm. Like even I, if, even if it's just uh, 
like we have some friends in a band well they're formerly i am ninja now they're called tightly wound they just recorded with finished recording with nick as well oh, okay this past weekend and uh when they were i am ninja they released um like a single and they just had a picture of their album and it kind of like, like moved around yeah, it moved, moved floated around kind of yeah and uh in the video and like it was it was nice it was it was nice to see something like yeah visually stimulating yeah you as you listened to the track it's just like you gotta understand how people's brains work you mm-hmm. know like they're people are so on their phones and like if you give them something to look at they'll be more likely to sit through your music right oh, yeah. speaking of pictures let me take a photo of you guys for the website because i always for sure take a picture i sometimes i forget and i hate it <laughs> boom sweet yeah, I always put uh, photos of the bands on the website for the episodes if Absolutely. you haven't seen those. Um, well, did you guys... Uh, so yeah, there's a couple options. I can either put um, an MP3, one of the songs, at the end of the episode. You can play an acoustic version or something. Uh, it's up to you guys. I think I'd prefer an MP3. That's fine. Yeah, because yeah. some bands, like the, the acoustic doesn't really translate well to yeah, the type yeah. of music. Uh, you know what I mean? It doesn't really translate that well and like I blew out my voice on Friday so oh, it hasn't fully oh. recovered. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. I'll pop it in there. But yeah. Yeah, we think we're about we're about there. Do you guys have any shows coming up that you want to plug or uh nothing super set in stone yeah. yet. Uh People won't just want to follow our social medias, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, all, I guess. all too. just Car Crash Rhetoric? Car Crash Rhetoric. Yeah, yep. at CC Rhetoric Band, I think, okay. for the most part. If you search Car Crash Rhetoric, see a flower, that's it. Okay. Yeah, Where red, did the... Rose. Where did the name come from? It's from a, a Wonder Years song. Oh, really? Cul-de-sac. Okay. Yeah, it's... Uh, the line is... It's, Car crash, better hit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, when Jeremy and I started, we he came to me with two names. He's like, we can either be car crash rhetoric or shy a surprise, huh. <laughs> and we definitely chose right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I back. think so. Shy a surprise, like Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, <laughs> shy a surprise. It's like, did you see that? It's like an older internet video of like I've, the musical. I've seen a lot of Shia LaBeouf videos Actual that were weird. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I haven't seen that one. You should look that up. Yeah, I'll check that it's out. It's good. <laughs> it's good stuff. So CC Rhetoric. Uh, we're on Spotify. On Spotify. iTunes. Okay. Uh, Apple Music. Google Play. Amazon Music, if you even use those. Title. <laughs> Napster. Yeah. Bandcamp, obviously. Yeah, okay. Bandcamp. You guys have merch available through Bandcamp or just at shows? Uh, yeah. Just at shows right now. We should do that. We should do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 But, cool. uh, yeah. I don't know how long it takes for these to be edited and aired, but. This one will be Monday. Monday? Yeah. Cool. Like, so as soon as I'm done with this, I'm going to record. As soon as you guys leave, I'm going to record the intro and upload it. Okay. So yeah. it'll be out tomorrow. So then, uh, the EP will be released August 16th. Okay. Which is next weekish I don't Friday. know that Friday yep it's Friday yeah yeah alright well sick dude I could always uh well no you can air whatever yeah. you want 
Was there any uh, any particular like themes within the EP, or is like each song kind of have like its own like character? Yeah. It's just kind of each song is their own thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, used as it's kind of a little poppier, if yeah. you will, a little more pop punkier. Um, a week or two is a lot more grungy, kind of touches on like a post, like grungy post hardcore. Yeah almost shoegazy at points oh, okay mm-hmm. and then uh 52 pickup is more it's more modern pop punk like used is more like early thousands pop punk and 52 pickup i feel is more like 2010s pop punk okay yeah so you have like it for having three songs it's like you're at least covering maybe like three different areas of your yeah. sound yeah yeah that's, that's cool that's cool. We okay. kind of like we kind of label ourselves as emo punk, uh, yeah. and we I don't know we we can be hardcore, we can be poppy, we can be straight punk. Yeah, we just kind of write whatever we're feeling at the moment. That's good. Like, I don't know. I don't really care that much about sticking to a genre. It gets boring. Yeah, for me. Yeah, I, I'm ADD and like I mm-hmm. I can't sit through an entire album of the same style yeah, right you know unless it's amazing <laughs> well and that's like that's why every time i die is so awesome yeah because like they're i i've told kyle time and time again i was like that's kind of what i see for us like because they they're so good at just having so many different sounds yeah and that's what i respect about them yeah like from parts unknown like they came out with that album i was just oh, yeah. fucking blown away and i i, I love low teens. low teens is really good too and uh, another band that's like hardcore that that changes their sound a lot is Norma Jean. I really like Norma, oh, yeah. Norma Jean a lot. Like they've they've kind of like progressed their sound a lot like over the years. Yeah. I'd go on all day about this shit. Oh, yeah. But mm. all right, well I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm starving. Oh yeah, same. Honestly, so I'm gonna chow down. But it was good to have you guys on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Car crash rhetoric, everybody. Check them out. Uh, I'm like trying to figure out how to pause my fucking here we go bye everybody